Boat Trader is America's largest boating marketplace with over 100,000 boats to choose from. We offer simple, comprehensive solutions for those looking to sell, find, and finance new or used boats. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast with your host, Rob Snow White. never too early to start the annual stories from the salmon river podcast it's october 20th and i just sent the legends of the fly podcast to jason i'm packing up gear because i've got a client at gravelly this afternoon in four mile i've told you that there's sharks in the river up here now so maybe we'll swing up a shark or some stripers it's overcast it's beautiful it's 70 degrees and then tomorrow morning intro lesson or fly fishing so I'm packing my gear for that, but I'm also getting ready for steelhead season because I got steelhead fever. I tied my first fly for my trip last night, and I'm starting to get my gear organized on a table in my basement. I've got a pile of flies, several fly boxes. I've got some Old Trapper beef jerky and some crystal noodles for food. And my big issue now is I can only find one of my barber green wool gloves. I have four mismatched gloves here, and I don't know where the other halves to them are. I did purchase the new Orvis black fingerless wool gloves. They're a blend. They're not quite the barber ones. We'll see how they do. And I'm wearing an electric vest. I finally broke down and got myself a heated vest, and it's fantastic. My car doesn't warm up very quickly, so I can click this on and drive comfortably until the heat turns on. So that's it for today. I'm expecting this podcast to be full of fishing stories, past fishing stories, new people we're going to meet, people we know, Jason, and a whole lot of other things. So we're going to go fish now, and I'm going to get you all caught up later. Hey, what is going on? It is November 8th. I am all done with the festivities of Halloween, and this month only has two things, steelhead and eating turkey. So I've been preparing for the last couple of days. I've done some purchases other than my electric vest. So right here, I've got new Corker soles with the hex aluminum treads on them. And I've taken all of them off. I have all the screws on the kitchen counter. And I'm going to do a mixture of big metal spikes from my old ones and these aluminum ones. And then I'm gonna use Loctite Red to glue them in. The second thing I purchased today, is I got new socks. I haven't bought new socks in a while. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know my favorite socks were that three-pack bundle that Orvis used to sell. They were just called waiting socks. They don't sell them anymore. A couple of places at the fly fishing show in New Jersey would have similar ones and I'd buy them up and now, kind of out of socks and it's winter time so i haven't really worn socks in about six to seven months and i figure today's a good day to, to do it so i went out to ross down the street and i got myself three packs of socks with two each and if i go 
down here into the basement, I still have all of my gear laid out on this table. This is the benefit of living alone, having your own bachelor basement here. So I got this big plastic dining room table and it's got my big Orvis travel gear bag in it. And it's got three reels in it, a couple of backup running lines, skagit heads, tippets, sunglasses, split shot hand warmers, uh, a tripod for my microphone or a camera, strike indicators, batteries, swivels, eyeglass repair kits, um, de-icing paste, like emergency matches, a lip balm, and then two 10 foot eight weights. And then in the tube, I've got my 11 foot eight weight. I told you on the last recording that I probably wasn't tying any flies up and I started organizing my flies and then I said, yeah, you know what? I need to tie some flies. I've got some time. So I sat down to tie the crystal meth. And the funny thing about crystal meth is you can actually go into a fly shop, which I did on Sunday at the Orvis store in Leesburg. And I asked out loud if they had ingredients for making crystal meth. And I definitely got some head turns. So try that at your next fly shop. So I ended up dumping out a hundred pack of size 10, curved scud hooks from fly shack took out my crystal meth material the diamond braid and i did chartreuse green yellow orange pink red purples and whites and then i wasn't satisfied with how many soccer spawns i had i wanted to do estas eggs so i used my crystal flash chenille get that from hairline or from your fly shop that sells hairline products and it's a more three-dimensional rounded version of say Estas. So I did them in pink, white, chartreuse, purple, orange, blue. And then I decided to take some Estas and tie up half a dozen orange, half a dozen chartreuse, half a dozen pink. And then I was looking over my box of egg yarn stuff and worms. And I didn't think I had enough big glow bugs. So I have been talking to Colin from last year. He was using glow bugs a lot. So I decided to go big on glow bugs this year. And I tied some that are a blend of white and a peach. And they look just like the dead salmon eggs I'm going to encounter. I tied some green chartreuse McFly foam, some bright chartreuse glow bug yarn. And then I decided I probably don't have enough of these bloods dots or three loop pink ladies. So I tied half a dozen of those. And then I decided, you know what, maybe I need some more black woolly buggers. So I tied up some black orange cone woolly buggers. And then I was like, my goodness, my stone flies are lacking. So I started playing with stone flies. Last year, the secret fly for Andy was a white stone fly. Google them. You're not really going to find anything on white stone flies. You'll find ones that are white from really gross, dirty, polluted water, or you're going to find little plastic rubbery ones that are bait. So I've got white flashbacks. And then I started playing around with some mylar bodied stone flies and nymphs. And I came up with a pretty cool nymph. It's on a curved stone fly hook. The tail is some thicker material from the cocktails I use on the bacon flies. And then the body is mylar mirage wrapped up with black medium wire wrapped up and the thorax is just dubbed black ice dub and then it's got some rubber legs and a matte black 3.5 millimeter bead and it's super buggy looking and i think that might be my hot fly that's my confidence new pattern this year so that's what i've been doing i've been gearing up all of this stuff i still have not found my glove I've gone through everything in this house i even cleaned my kid's room to be nice but i still don't have my other barber glove over here on the small sectional sofa i've got all my long underwear layers laid out my long sleeves laid out my heavier long sleeves that are going to go over my long sleeve t-shirts and then over that i've got heavy hoodies and fleeces i've got a mixture of buffs i've got my silk bag in case something happens i need to sleep in my car now i've got my new socks i got my old school nano puff pants I've got my fleece bibs, and um, that's about it for right now. I've been going to the grocery store. I'm not doing any elegant food this year. We're going to do 
it's called crystal noodle they're clear rice noodles like instant ramen and i got some smoked turkey kielbasa and i'm basically just gonna make sandwiches and soups i got some progresso soup and then we got some old trapper beef jerky and some chocolate and shores not doing anything fancy i'm saving that for dinner at the lodge each night is going to be my big fancy meal so far the weather is going to be in the upper 20s to maybe 38 40 if we're lucky um i am going to prepare for snow wind rain whatever because it changes up there scott jay and his crew have been up there all week and they've been cleaning up downriver so they sent me pictures of fishing downriver near town whole river to themselves showing me pictures of the altmar parking lot full of jabronis so i'm going to take scott's advice and try what he was doing i don't know yet what fly he's been fishing but he had to go home for some personal reasons and then he went back up so maybe he had a chance to tie while he was driving and that just means he got to listen to more podcast episodes while he's driving back and forth so we may bump into him we may bump into some friends from maine we may bump into some friends from dc it's a popular spot this time of year and i'm going to tell you throughout this podcast there's nothing i'm doing that's special compared to any person who's never fished there who can go by themselves or hire a guide for the day as long as you can handle the weather you have the right gear and you can land a big fish and you got to fly your confident in you can go up there and catch some gigantic rainbow trout that have been living out in the great lakes getting huge for the last couple of years so i'm going to sign off it's going to be 75 to 80 degrees in dc tomorrow i'm going to pack the car i'm going to rig up the 10 foot eight weights leaders flies everything soon i get there all i have to do is wait her up and walk right into the river don't let me forget to buy my fishing license before i go and i'm pretty stoked just to get out of town for a couple of days it's been a while since i've gone on a road trip solo and it's been a while since i fished with jason so we're gonna have some fun and i hope you are gonna enjoy this adventure because i have no idea what i'm in for who i'm gonna meet what we're gonna see it's all just up to the steelhead so we're gonna go now to fold some more laundry for the trip because i'm a skinny dude and it's gonna be cold up there so i'm gonna do some laundry and i'll check in with you from the road Greetings podcast listeners. I'm one mile out of Pulaski. I can see the giant American flag across the street from Fat Nancy's. It is 12.48 p.m. I left this morning at 6.40 when I dropped my kid off at the bus stop. It's been a super easy ride coming up. It rained, which was weird. It hasn't rained in so long. I forgot to tell y'all that we went down to Charlottesville a couple weeks ago to see old lady play down on the uh, the walking mall at one of the the many music venues every stream we passed on the way down was crazy low this was a month ago and caitlin and i stopped off at rose river farm to check on conditions there and it was crazy low the the trout's backs and tails were sticking out of the water and it's dry up here the river's going at 335 cubic feet per second and it's I don't know, about 30 degrees cooler up here than it was in DC yesterday. Hell yeah, Fat Nancy's right here. All season sport to my right. So Jason's here. He got up here about 35 minutes ago. And the plan is we're gonna go fish down river in the ball field. Word is that it's still super crowded up river. And according to Scott, uh, pink eggs down river and blue stuff up river big crowds up river no crowds down river so maybe we'll fish a little bit up there this evening maybe we'll meet up with some friends early in the morning but i am going to pull into the parking spot in about two minutes I'm gonna throw my waders on my backpack probably just a fleece and my electric vest ball cap buff and probably my yellow sunglass lenses and my gear's all ready to go. I've got 
110 foot eight weight with the sink tip lined up with the pink bugger my girlfriend tied and i have 110 foot eight weight with a floating skagit head that has my new stonefly pattern and i did not see my jacket driving up i'm passing the tops parking lot right now where it may have blown out of my car and i don't see it so i'm going to give up on finding my jacket it's been a year now we're going to focus on finding my other glove passing the cheese shop which i'm definitely going to hit up before i leave town stefano's pizzeria and i'm coming up to the new location at duncan's and then it's gonna be time to turn right and go down to the river so in about five minutes from now i should have a wet line in the salmon river it's kind of wild that i woke up and dropped my kid off at the bus stop a couple hours ago and i came up here in just a few short hours i'm looking forward to getting out stretching popping my back and my knees and let's see who we meet down on the river today and let's just see where this adventure goes this is the 2023 salmon river podcast and check back in with you all later All right, this is going to be the no BS, things actually go wrong and bad when you go fishing. Not going to sugarcoat it. This is a real fishing trip. We haven't caught anything yet. It's 2.41 p.m. It's 48 degrees and the wind's at about 14 miles an hour. I'm in my car. Jason's behind me. We're now leaving the town section of Pulaski. We're headed upriver. We got down here and pretty much had the spot to ourselves for a while. And then talk to some other people coming and going. No one's catching fish. One guy's on his way to see his nephew's Friday night football game. And then there was just a group of six or seven that were not catching anything. So we left and gave them the spot. This is the list of flies that I lost. So I promptly lost the pink woolly bugger. Promptly lost sucker spawn. Promptly lost a white and gray hobo. I lost a stone fly. I lost an Estaz stone fly. I lost... Man, what else have I thrown down there? Pretty much everything I've thrown, I lost. It's shallow and just really rocky. And the thing is, you, you get up here and you... Jason's no longer behind me. You get up here and it's completely different fishing than what you're used to. The water's fast, the water's dark, you gotta figure out speed, you gotta figure out where you want your fly, you gotta figure out your weight system, all those good things. So we're gonna go try upriver, maybe it's different up there, but we'll be close to the hotel. Sunsets at about five o'clock tonight. If everyone down there is taking off that has been here all week, maybe people upriver are taking off as well, and we may have the lower fly zone to ourselves. I'm gonna tie on probably a crystal meth when I get up there I've got plenty of those plenty of eggs plenty of everything but I did lose probably 15 flies in the last hour so yeah getting good at tying knots today good evening it's 8 32 p.m. it's 41 degrees out feels like 38 humidity 68 dew point 32 winds at 5 rainstorms just passed us we also just finished dinner which the hotel was packed so we had to order and take to our room and that took an hour but we went up river yeah it was it was super crowded it's just the fly zone is like that but there were fish as we pulled into the parking lot the guy in front of my car was hooked into a fish moved up river people are hooking fish that side was too crowded so we went back down to altmar crossed went back up and uh, third, fourth cast of mine with the white egg-looking fly made out of crystal flash anneal breaks me off. I'm using eight-pound tippet, so I go to 10-pound, and I switch out a couple of flies with nothing. It's not the best swinging water. It's more nymphing water. I probably would do a lot better if I use an indicator. Kid across from us was using an indicator, and he was doing really well. People were hooking up. So I broke off that fish. Probably like 30, 40 minutes later, I put on an old yellowish-orange crystal meth, and it's got some stuffing on it from the inside of a, a stuffed animal. That makes a nice translucency over it. And I caught a huge steelhead. It was dark with pink cheeks. Jason got some video film of it. 
I sent the video to my girlfriend. She told me not to wear that hat tomorrow. So I'm already getting uh, clothing directives from back home. So I am in the car right now. Dinner was not that big. So I am out here getting some snacks. It's still early. And we've been tying a couple flies, just warming up in the room, putting out our layers for tomorrow. And we fished until dark and walked out. And we had the place to ourselves at dark. The whole lower fly zone was empty. Maybe everyone did go home today. So tomorrow, we plan on getting up, being on the river, 6, 6.30. We're going to bring our camping stoves, Gatorades, waters, and just fish in that same spot all day. The sun should be on us, so we're not in the shade. And I have to tell you, the warmness of an electric vest was a game changer out there today. I was just wearing the vest and a light hoodie, and everyone else was bundled up. And depending on how I was casting or leaning moving my body i had the heat right on my chest back and neck and um, if you're a fly shop you really need to be selling these in the winter time it was a game changer for me the battery's charging and it's cold out here so i'm headed back up to where that electric vest is back in room 117. that was the end of day one super easy day driving fishing eating organizing normally we sit down Replace flies that we lost from the day before. Didn't really lose any flies that I had to replace because my boxes were still full. So we just basically hung out, chilled, organized our gear, and got the game plan for Saturday morning. Can get up early. Our plan is we're going to go fish. And our plan was to end up back at the lodge in the late afternoon. I wasn't expecting us to be there from sunrise to to sunset in one day also didn't realize we're gonna be up that early so i didn't have my headlamp with me so you're gonna find out what happens when steelheaders go up to new york and plan to fish earlier than they wanted to without being prepared and luckily daylight savings has ended so it gets brighter early but it's also gonna get darker early so let's go find out how saturday fly fishing on the salmon river was with producer jason whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Good morning. It's about 5.45. Realizing I didn't bring a headlamp with me. We're going over to the lower fly zone. If it's super crowded, I don't know what our plan B is going to be, but parking lot here is mostly full. I'm hoping the sun starts rolling in a couple of minutes to make this a bit easier. Kevin's coming in from Maine. Meet up with Dirty Bill today. Well, there's not much to report. It's 10.45 in the morning right now. It's 36 degrees. Feels like 30. Humidity 59. Winds at 7. The kid above me's landed two. His dad's landed one. It was super crowded this morning. It's mostly cleared out. Jason and I have pretty much the whole bottom of this island to ourselves. It's not the best swinging water. It's good nymph in water. We're swapping out flies. I've gone zero for two. Don't know what the first fish was hooked on. The second one was on the stone fly. My confidence stone fly for this trip. Definitely enjoyed some hot food. I reheated my meatloaf sandwich on Jason's cast iron stove. He's making grilled cheese on that. And then I had some Indonesian ramen. And I've already had a Gatorade. All this salt I'm eating is making me quite thirsty. It's just cloudy. You'd think fish should be biting more. There's not a whole lot happening. Maybe the crowd thinned out because people got better things to do this afternoon or there's just no fish biting. So we're just waiting for something to happen. Maybe downriver, if people start hooking into fish, we'll start seeing some fish come through here. But as of now, half the crowd as it was at daylight. We just got our gear set up, chilling on some rocks. It's peaceful out. There's a couple of birds, bald eagles, nuthatches, some squirrels, seagulls. Not much else to watch here, but the waves and the water and trying to read the currents and it's just a constant 
challenge of figuring out weights, lengths, depths, swings, rod angles. And does it ever really matter, or is it all just by chance that we hook into a fish? Jason just broke off, so I'm going to go check in with him. Check in with you all this afternoon. Dirty Bill should be meeting us here around 2 p.m. Maybe after dinner. No, Jason, you're ready to record now. All right, it's 7.09. We fished for 10 hours today. I went zero for five. You went? Uh, big goose egg. You hooked one. I think I may have no promises. <laughs> it didn't seem like it. I'm not sure. We'll see. Dirty Bill's clients caught one today, so I don't feel as bad. Okay, I guess so. What is our plan for tomorrow? Are we going back to the same spot? If if we can figure it out, I think it, we, it could be good, but I don't know. It'd be nice to try something new, too. I'm bringing a so, chair with me tomorrow for yes. sure. Oh my gosh, those rocks are hard. So let's get more comfortable. Well, we'll change it up maybe. That sounds good. Let's see what happens. Is it going to be colder tomorrow? I think it's going to be the same weather. So it wasn't too bad today. It wasn't terrible. No, we yeah. layered well. And we didn't go in too deep. So the water didn't suck the life out of us. But this time my, ice, uh, my, my feet weren't blocks of ice. So even they were in the water for a long time, it didn't seem to matter. So I think your age has caught up with you that your arm can no longer high stick without without falling asleep yeah what is going on you were always the king of high sticking oh my gosh dirty bill hello sir what is the name of your new instagram uh dale underscore outfitters because i am mike dale and my cousin dan dale is now my partner in the business so we decided to change the name okay dirty bills was fun are we getting new hats uh, eventually, I'm going to get new hats. Uh, the beanies are great. I still love them. You didn't wear yours today. You wore Stealthcraft. Yeah. I, I uh, found mine in my boat after I had already had the Stealthcraft one on. But uh, I'm definitely a rep of Stealthcraft. I'm part of the Stealthcraft Mafia here on this river because we're taking over. Heck yeah. So what's the game plan for tomorrow? What are you doing? You have to go home. Where should we go? Uh, if I were you, I would walk out of the back door of this hotel and fish in the barrel section, um, trademarked, <laughs> right behind the hotel, get there early. They're in the, they're starting to move to the slower, deeper stuff. We saw plenty of fish hooked today, uh, various different colors and patterns, but, uh, yeah, that's where I would go. Have you seen any browns caught recently? I have not seen any browns, and th honestly, I did not see a lot of fish hooked today. Um, we were lucky we landed two out of three, which is a pretty high landing ratio um, this time of year. Um, you saw a lot of fish <laughs> caught today. What would that number be? <sighs> Man, um, we, we landed two, which is a lot okay. for the way the river's been. For the past few years, uh, we saw several hookups early on. Early morning is the best time right now. Bright colors early morning. Chartreuse egg first thing? You're not supposed to say that. Oh. <laughs> well, this week. <laughs> yeah, that only works when daylight savings time ends. It only yes. works when the outfitters put up their you know, suggested list. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, chartreuse egg first thing in the morning. Like, it was... Second cast, we hooked a fish, but he was not ready for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. That fish jumped and spit the hook right back at him. He was like, oh, there's a fish. <laughs> oh, there goes the fish. <laughs> What's the chance you have a spare AAA battery on you? <sighs> Zero. Okay. Have you seen my jacket? I lost it, I think, up here or somewhere on the way home. It's probably by my shirt because I lost that this year, too. <laughs> my nice Sims solar flex hoodie gone it's hanging out with my glove <laughs> i should just give jason my single glove because he has two pairs of them two pairs one pair so two pair <laughs> one pair of left-handed gloves <laughs> he has a set a pair a pair of fingertipless wool gloves and if i give him my single one then he has a backup true Yes, yeah, so you get one hand wide. Right. Yeah. 
Or take them off before you put your hands in the water. It, to worry about it. Nah. If we're going to... It's easy to hold with the club on. They, they are. If we are to tie flies for tomorrow, is there anything you're going to be replacing? Um, I might tie... No, he's got no point of reference. <laughs> I have no point of reference. Um, what I don't know what I think is going to work. Um, I did lose a few of my uh, pheasant tails I might replace, but that's about it. And you think with a room this big, there'd be a desk for me to tie some flies on? Yeah, that is. It should be. A, there's a huge space over there. Yeah. No yeah. desk, no table and chairs. It's kind of like my house. Like they were gonna replace it. <laughs> it was like they were gonna replace it, they pulled the old one out, and forgot to put the new one in. Here, here's a little how the sausage is made. Almost every week, Rob sends me a podcast. I can hear his entire dining room echoing back to me. <laughs> or is that a, when you're at? That's my, yeah, maybe I'll go record in a, I was thinking about taking the guest room since my dad never visits to, well, I mean, he visits, he just doesn't spend the night. He's like 15 minutes away. So I was thinking about just making that into like the recording room, hanging some curtains from the ceiling. Yeah, yeah it will improve the sound. Because the one I did with Mike Heck, my audio was not up to my standards. Well, that might have been a, that might have been a Zoom issue though, right? Yeah, Zoom, get your stuff fixed. Listen, we made podcasts on the river before, and they sounded phenomenal to me because I was on them. But couldn't do it today. The cold was killing the battery on this thing, just like right. Jason's light battery pack solar powered device he brought. That's how we walked into the river today because I did not bring a headlamp. I mean, I brought one, I just didn't know it didn't have a battery. Well, if you ever drop your iPhone in your backyard while you're out screwing around, raking leaves or whatever, that thing dies in like 20 minutes. <laughs> this time of year. When it's cold. Yeah. yeah, this time of year when you're raking leaves. Yeah. Mine was on 1% since 10 a.m. this morning, but it never actually died. Right. So, did you have so, to talk to your waders? I, I think well, I'm... Finally did, yes. I think I'm bringing my switch rod tomorrow. Throwing the 10-foot rod was just getting exhausting today. Yeah, so bring a 10-foot 6 one. No, I'll bring an 11-foot 8. <laughs> what kind of water should we expect behind the hotel? Uh, I used... Like one number three, and it was getting down and just slowing it down enough. You don't want a lot of weight. There's big rocks in there. You get snagged up. You know, it's there's a fine line, and I've said this a thousand times, at least that there's a fine line between snagging on the bottom on every drift and not touching the bottom. You want to be in the middle somewhere, or you touch the bottom and you can feel it ticking along, or being snagged in the rocks all the time. I call this the Goldilocks conundrum. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's why I have that, that, they don't make them anymore with a Cabela's variety pack of sinkers with like six different sizes in them. They were the best. They have some on the Amazon best. you can still grab. I got my split shot on the Amazons. They used to be $8. <laughs> Cabela's now like back in the day. Yeah, my Cabela's doesn't even really carry split shot anymore. Really? I went there. And they didn't have it. <laughs> and I was a little disappointed. So thus I went to Jeff Bezos and I asked him to send me a pound. <laughs> he's got all sorry, my neighbors used to call him night. my neighbors used to call him Jeffrey when he was their landlord. They used to rent a room above his like in his house in the late nineties when he was just starting this business. This yeah. And they have pictures of them and their dog on the roof of Jeffrey Bezos' house. <laughs> Is that verified? I believe, I mean, yeah, the pictures were, I believe it. That's a, that's a good story. But I also know that gullible is in the dictionary. So yes, yes it is. Let's count this out. All right, so it's only I, 718. We finished watching this movie, and I believe this movie may have been a precursor to Idiocracy. There's a lot of meemaws with some foul mouths. And yeah, it was it's way before Idiocracy. But yeah, like that's like a two thousands movie. This yeah, but like, like a precursor to, to what people would be watching in the future, and it was, it was like people so back, back to the future in two thousand and. It was 14? like twenty seventeen. They said the, the the Running Man flying, said it in the beginning flying it's, cars and flying skateboards, but it still just looked exactly like the eighties. Right, tab. With you, the tab in the tab, soda the machine. hairstyles, tab on they tab. They put a little bit of of ground effects on the big limo and everything, and then it's the future. No, it didn't fly for me. All right, that's it for this evening.
Let's go tie some flies and eat some meatloaf. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Where can we find your new website? Uh, DaleOutfitters.com. Did you just do a redirect to that, or did you buy a new URL? Uh, it's a Dirty Bill's Guide Service no longer exists, even though I paid for the domain name for another three years because of hosting problems. How many cats do you have? <laughs> Four. I do not have any cats. My girlfriend has four cats. The cats have you. Yes. And they love me. And what do they do at night? Do they sleep on your head? Sometimes they try, but uh, I'm more likely to throw them off the bed. Do you ever just see one just staring in the corner of the wall and you're like, what are you doing? And they're perfectly content. Yeah. Just staring for four. Like what in is time that? out. Like they're in time out. Yeah. What's up with that? I think cats can see other worlds. <laughs> I believe it. My cat... Became an outdoor cat in the last year. She's like already 11 years old, but because we moved to a new house and she like oh. took over the backyard. Now she's out. And oh, now, so now she's, her. her favorite place is like this little section of the, the railing on the deck. She just sits there in what we call the bread loaf position when you can't see your feet. Right. <laughs> and it's just, oh, she's just watching the backyard. No, she does none of that. She doesn't chase the squirrels, Maybe nothing. She's just watching. She's just watching. When I went to Beer Tie last month, there was a cat on like a hundred foot <coughs> leash, like staked to the backyard, and it was around the front, and it was trying to kill the cats in the bushes. And I'm like, who leaves a cat on a leash unattended? Well, apparently it was attended because they put it on a leash. Yeah, I'm telling you, bald eagles are gonna eat that. That's why there's no more cats up here in Altmar. It's following me. It's because there's bald eagles everywhere. I always wondered if they would be big enough to carry off a cat. Well, I was told that their nests are full of collars. Oh, and then that's if you funny. Google it, it's for real. And that's where we'll leave you. Say goodnight. 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 Good morning. It's early. I can't put my seatbelt on. I got so many layers on. Bring in the new year with style and sophistication. All right. So it's a little after 5:30. Jason and I are on our way to the lower fly zone. It's rather uncomfortable to tie flies where we are. So we didn't only tie a whole lot last night. We pretty much watched the movie, went to dinner, came back, put on some TV, and then tied some flies and went to bed. I'm passing Jason in the parking lot now. So I got my headlamp working. I was missing a battery. Turns out you can just borrow a battery from the hotel's TV remote in your room to make it work. I'm passing people right now going in. Maybe that's Scott from Vitavu Gear. The only thing I'm doing differently today is I am taking with me the chair. I think that's gonna be the big difference in comfort. I do plan on taking a little nap in the dirt when we get there so that's it we're gonna check in with y'all later it's gonna be 40 degrees i can't see any stars this early so it's probably overcast we're gonna do the same thing we did yesterday except we're gonna catch some fish today that's the plan checking with y'all later so for a little bit of reference if you weren't following along the movie we took in for the evening was arnold schwarzenegger in the running man Fantastic movie from my childhood. My neighbor Justin Nemers and I would watch all these Schwarzenegger movies because he had older sisters and they would rent beta and VHS movies from Errol's and we could watch them after school because we were unsupervised latchkey children. While we were at dinner, and it took a long time to get to dinner, the only reservation they had for us was 7.45 in the evening. We showed up at 7.45 after we watched the movie because we had time to kill. We finally sat down. I don't think we left till 9.30 or 10. But there's people everywhere. The place was absolutely packed. And I see a couple faces that look familiar to me. And one of them comes up to me. He's got a baseball hat on and glasses. And a logoed shirt I recognize. That's the VitaVu logo. And lo and behold, that's Scott, the, the owner of VitaVu gear. I told you we would bump into people up here. And it's kind of odd that the restaurant at Tailwater Lodge was where you seem to just Bump into people. I've bumped into Pete Kutzer from Orvis. I've bumped into my clients there. I bumped into Rachel Finn once. She was eating, didn't get to say hi. I bumped into people from Project Healy Waters trips and some other people I've met along the way. But it's kind of interesting how that's sort of the congregation for the evening of 
where everybody's going to be in the area at the time. And you bump into people that you know from this small world, which is fly fishing. It's not a very big world in which we live in. It's fly fishing. It's pretty tiny. But to bump into somebody at a bar on a river, I don't know if that's strange or not, but it was pretty cool. I haven't seen Scott in years because I haven't been to the fly fishing shows since 2019. So it was good to see him. And uh, let's get back to the river now to find out if the morning's like super awesome or it's super slow. And what happens when you start off the morning with a chartreuse glow bug? Good morning. It's 723 in the morning. It's probably about 35 degrees. I am on shore waiting my turn. It's, it's pretty crowded out here today. The two guys from Stone Ridge are here, the two brothers, and it's a small world. I actually know someone they grew up with who lives in the D.C. area. So Jason has got two people to his right, three, four, five, seven to his left. It's, it's a little too crowded for me down here. But people started catching fish right at the beginning. I'm just drinking a hot chai latte and chilling, waiting my turn. The other side of the river is pretty empty, but we've got the busy stretch today. The weather's nice. There's some blue sky. It feels like it's 9 or 10 in the morning. I'm just going to sit here and hang out and wait my turn. I'm a little colder than yesterday, I'll give you that. All right. Well, it's about 9.30, it's 34 degrees, the sun just came out, and the fishing is slow, so I decided to make myself some noodles, except they were too spicy, so I gave them to Jason, and now I'm walking back to my car. I'm going to go get another type of soup, because it's a little cold out here and I want to fuel up. I should grab the turkey sausage and cook that over the solo stove, but I don't want to get the mini solo stove going at the moment. It'll be easier just to light the camping stove. Jason hooked four on a chartreuse pheasant tail. One of them was a monster that took him down below the rapids. And I've learned today that if I grab the net, Jason loses the fish. So I don't hold the net. I don't go for it until that fish is ready to be landed. I think I jinxed his last two fish. Other than that, it's been rather slow. Maybe two other fish have been landed. On our side of the river, one across from us. It's a beautiful day, but I'd rather be hooking into fish than just looking at nice weather. It's supposed to thunderstorm tomorrow, which may be interesting. And I don't know what the rest of the day is going to hold for us, but I hope it picks up. I'm getting more pictures of just people fishing and the weather and silhouettes than I am of people grabbing fish. The flies I've used already, all black hobo. Black stonefly, white peak egg, orange sucker spawn, crystal meth, and a pheasant tail jig. So far, nothing. Maybe I'll find a fly in my car, some bacon flies, and try those out down here. But nothing's working, so we're just going to rotate through the confidence flies. Eventually, one fish is going to have to eat. Now I'm going into the full sun, and wow, it feels good out here. My guides have been iced up all morning. I'm the only person, and I don't understand why. You hear the water flowing. The people down here are going to get sunburned today. That's it. It was weird that I was the only one who had iced up guides. I seem to be the only one fishing with a Skagit head, and maybe just more surface area brought more water through my guides. And they were icing up. It was an Orvis broad access. I don't really understand. But yeah, I've got pictures. When I do get a little slideshow going for you, and I'll throw that on YouTube, I'll have the pictures of my iced up guides. But Jason was to my right, and there was the dad and his kid to the left, and then the two brothers, who turns out they're from Stone Ridge, New York. And I just heard that because people on the river always ask you, you know, where are you from? And I went up to them later and started talking to them. But it was weird being the only person who had icy guides. And while I'm walking and stuff, I'm not missing anything. No one's really catching a whole lot. But it was weird that Jason would have these fish on for a long, indeterminate amount of time. And as soon as I would grab the net, they would pop off. So I just said, screw this. And I just let him fight the fish. 
Let him beach that thing if he had to, because I wanted him to land one, and I didn't want to be the one to jinx it. So let's go find out what the rest of the day was like after I got to warm up my walk. Do you notice the sound of my cleats going over those rocks? Man, those things were, were spot on. I got some good traction that day. All right, let's keep going. So there's a little bit of disappointment here. The only crystal noodles I had were two cartons of spicy tofu and one of spicy sesame that has a big logo that says hot on it. So I'm out of lunch options now. So I grabbed a turkey kielbasa, a couple of hot dog buns, and I grabbed charcoal, a couple chunks of pallet wood that have been cut up into little palm-sized pieces, and some dry wood scraps from my neighbor Kevin the woodworker. And I'm gonna go cut up some sausage while my solo stove cooks down to just coal. And I'm gonna make myself an awesome sandwich. I've got some of that Melinda's hot sauce to put on it. If you can't catch fish, you can't control what's going on underwater. You always have control over your lunch. And when I'm eating, I'm thinking about the fishing. And then when I'm fishing, I'm thinking about the eating. So those things go hand in hand up here, I guess. The more you eat, the warmer you're gonna be. As we discussed at dinner last night with Dirty Bill, number one consumer calories in your body is homeostasis, keeping your body at 98.6 degrees. So the more you eat, the warmer you're gonna be. Just standing here in cold water, waving a stick back and forth, waiting for something to tug on the other end. I told you a little bit earlier, I met two brothers from Stone Ridge, New York. Happened to have some friends that moved up there. It's my friend Doug who passed away from ALS. He moved up there to kind of enjoy the, the last parts of his life as he knew it was going to come to an end within you know a couple of months. So it's pretty wild that they knew my buddy Doug up there and they grew up with his wife. And the whole time we're fishing, these guys have great stories. They are entertaining. They are informative. They've got enough information between the two of them that we could do a podcast just with the brothers. You put a microphone in them, you're going to find out what happens. They didn't have a whole lot to say on air. But it was nice to take a break from fishing, hang out a bit, camaraderie on the river. If it's slow, it's what you do. You stand around, warm up, talk, cook, share stories. But when these guys got there early and got the prime spot, spot you may want to fish, they're going to step out, take a break, and it's your turn to rotate in. There's a camaraderie that it's super crowded, but everybody lets each other, if you're cool, fish these spots together. Now, I did hear one story about downriver, guys across the river were talking, that a little girl had hooked a steelhead. The dad was busy. He was preoccupied, couldn't get the net in time. Maybe he was downriver. And there was a guy right next to her who had a net and refused to net the fish for her. And the discussion on the river was just how uncool it was to have a grown person on the river not helping somebody else. Up there, you know what you're getting into on the Salmon River. I don't think anybody goes up there expecting to have a mile in each direction up and down river of solitude. And the more you work together, landing each other's fish, tips, tricks, trading secrets, whatever, it just makes the experience better. And somebody wasn't doing that, and it's not cool. But I'm going to put the brothers on now, and you're going to hear briefly what they say. And... That's going to be the end of part one of the Salmon River podcast. We're going to catch up with you later in the afternoon for part two. Interview him. He's more knowledgeable than I am. Don't ask me any knowledgeable questions. So you guys are conjoined twins and you're out here fishing? <laughs> yeah, conjoined. <laughs> All right, so introduce yourselves. It's a small world. You guys are from Stone Ridge, New York. You don't have to do last names if you don't want Brian. And I'm Tim. How many years have you been up on the Salmon River now? It's about 10. Yeah, probably about 10 years, maybe. How's this year been for you so far? It's been good for me. <laughs> Not so much. Uh, you're sitting in the chair again. It's been a little slow. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> Are you going to throw a mouse out here? No. No mice. You think anyone ever has? Probably not. I don't think you get a lot of topwater action out here. They may be surprised by something coming through. Yeah, I don't think mice. You never see them hit the surface for anything. 
So in all the years you've been here, if you've got one word of advice for somebody that's listening right now, what could you pass on? Dress warm. Less weight. Less weight, dress warm. And who makes your jacket again so I don't forget? Uh, Stio. How do you spell that? S-T-I-O. Excellent. All right, guys. Well, it's been fun <laughs> fishing with you guys. I wish we were netting more. Yeah, but yeah. It's a slow weekend. It's the way it goes up here. What would your advice be? Just keep fishing. Yeah. I'm not catching so fish if I'm sitting by my charcoal grill. Yeah, don't get discouraged. Yeah. Keep at it. One of these casts, there's going to be a fish in front of it. Get used to somebody fishing right next to you. Yep. But, uh, it's want, cleared out nicely, though. If you want solitude, yeah. go to Montana. Yeah, no. I mean, that's all I got right now. That works for me. Anything <laughs> else on your end? No. If you want to say hi to anybody, shout outs like it's TRL. <laughs> <laughs> TRL. No. All right. All right, Carson. That's it for part one, everybody. Thank you for downloading part one of Stories from the Salmon River, SRNY 2023. I'm going to leave you now. You can go right into the next one or you can save it for later. Hopefully, you're on a Thanksgiving road trip. And if you want to get away from your drunkle or whoever else is bothering you, you can go listen to these. If you're the spouse or children listening in the car and you're forced to listening to this, hi, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast and being so nice to whoever's driving right now. Because the rule is, when you get to drive, you get to choose what you listen to. It's always the rule. All right, I'm checking out. Bye. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, please go to www.robsnowwhite.com. podcast is brought to you by Freestone Productions at freestoneproductions.com. You'd think, with four of us spread out on a tiny island, that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.